Welcome everybody to the Amazing Humans Being Show. My name is Nar Martinez, and I am happy to have a new friend on the show. His name is Ben Harris. He's also known as the Fear Guy. Ben is one of those people you wonder about because of his intense, yet powerfully calming, loving energy. Is it too good to be true? Not even close. The love is real. Known for his fear coaching and social media presence, Ben is dedicated to guiding you through fear to freedom. Ben is the host of the Feeling Free podcast and founder of the Freedom School. I became aware of Ben on, of all places, TikTok. Cut me a little slack. I was uh, still recovering from a broken leg and then ushered in COVID pandemic. So yes, this 58-year-old pastor and shaman is really digging TikTok. One day, Ben showed up on my For You page. Then he kept showing up. I quickly noticed a few things. More accurately, I noticed something and sensed some other things. His content was always engaging and very consistent, which is awesome. Yet what I sensed in my gut was that this guy was actually sincere. He was authentic and genuinely loving. When he spoke, I actually felt what he was saying and the spirit behind it. Those of you who know me well know that I am deeply attuned to energy. And being an empath and an Enneagram 2 have helped support and further develop this gift. I can confidently say that Ben is the real deal. Ben, my brother, welcome to the Amazing Humans Being Show. I love it, Nar. My man, that was awesome. Thank you. That definitely touched my heart because I was coming in like, like all energetic, excited to be here. I'm so excited to be here. But that last part, you, you touched my heartstrings, man. So thank you so much. Like, I appreciate the love and like, I feel that same thing for you. So, and this is just a dope title of a, like a podcast name. And so to be considered an amazing human being, stoked to be here. And then also I agree, TikTok is awesome. It's yes, it is. the new thing. If you're not on it, get on it. <laughs> yes. I think I expressed this to you either on TikTok or Instagram, which I followed you on with that TikTok scare we had a couple weeks ago. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what I expressed to you was that I was actually very impressed that you sent a, uh, what do they call it on Instagram? A direct message, a DM, or whatever, mm-hmm. a DM just for following you. I was impressed. A lot of people don't do that. A lot of people are just voyeuristic. They don't really put out the effort to connect. So I'm, I'm glad you did. You. <laughs> Me too. And that's the thing, like I'm, I'm behind. So like as I grow more and more, because Instagram literally limits you, I'm not sure what the number is. So now it's to the point where I can only send so many and then I can't send like those welcome messages. It's literally me. So yeah, I'll go in and I send these messages to everyone just because, yeah, it's, I most likely won't be able to do this forever. And it truly is about connection. Like this wouldn't probably be happening right now. There's so many different connections, like in the podcast realm and the coaching realm and just good conversations and things that I don't even know about. Right. There's so like people might not even like it or respond to it. They see it and they appreciate it just for someone seeing them that. So there's so many instances that I feel that I know that it's had an impact, but I don't know it. And so that's why it's worth it too. 
Excellent. Now, this show, the Amazing Humans Being show, the impetus behind it is quite simple. I really feel that we are, by design, relational creatures. We want to know. We want to be known. And I believe that when we share our stories, our genuine stories, that sacred moments are created. Mm. I think we all accept that we all have gifts to share with the world. But our very being here, I believe, is a gift. I'm not sure where you fall into uh, when it comes to spirituality or spiritual practice, but I feel that we are all fractals of the divine. In, uh, I concur. Mm. <laughs> one, one tradition says that uh, we are the Imago Dei, the image of God. And whether you refer to whatever this mystery is as God or source or creator or universe, it doesn't matter. You know, we are all images of that mystery. Mm-hmm. And we have gifts to share with the world. And I believe that my calling, if you will, uh, at least it's my joy, uh, <laughs> is to, to collect, curate, and disperse people's stories. Mm. I love that. That's cool. And um, I like how you said just like the purpose is the being just because so many of us think that there has to be some like grandiose world changing, like, like purpose. But the fact of it is like literally you being here, it is a miracle, right? Like the chance of us being here. What is it like one in 700 trillion? One in, I don't know, some ridiculous number. I can't remember yeah. if it's 700 trillion or just 7 trillion. Either way, it's ridiculous. And so literally it's like the fact of you just being here, like you don't have to do anything. Right. Um, but it's, I don't think it's, I, I don't want to say even unfortunately, I used to say that we were unfortunately conditioned and programmed, but everyone is. And that's part of the journey, right. Is to like, and it's not, it's not a, ra- a wrong or bad thing. That's just literally how we learn and how we grow. And that's part of the journey is unlearning and learning and healing and all those fun things. And one of the things I really focus on again is to reiterate the being is that we don't have to do anything. Right. And like, we're told that not to be this or, you know, do stuff for other people. And so when you say, this is my joy, I think that's really important. I have a TikTok later coming out later today, actually talking about this, which is funny. And that's maybe why it hit home for me is so many of us don't do like, we don't make joy a priority. We don't make ourselves a priority. And that's what we're here for. Like we literally just do things over and over and over until we're stressed, tired, sick, depressed, like doing things for other people and doing things that we don't love and abandoning ourselves and self-sacrificing. And so for me, like I, I love how you said it's your joy because you're making joy a priority. And I think we should do that every single day is like, what brings us joy? What makes us happy? And it doesn't have to be like some huge thing. Like literally just do something that brings joy every day. Mm. Yes. What brings you joy? (laughs) Honestly, this, this work, man. So, I mean, it's absolutely extremely extraordinarily gratifying helping people 
but it's not me just like helping. So I believe like, I don't think I'm a guru. So meaning that I believe everyone has the answers, the energy, the love within them. And it's just kind of like removing that. And I just help guide people to see that with like the love within them. So even though I coach people on fear, it's really about giving people the freedom to love themselves. That's completely what brings me joy. But at the same time, I was talking to a client today and we're talking about like identities. And so like if you lose an identity, like if I didn't do this for some reason, like I would still be fine just because I know this doesn't determine my worth. So I think that's important too, is just like literally like I could find something to bring me joy. Like exercise brings me joy. The sun brings me joy. Like the grass on my feet brings me joy, you know, meeting new people. So there's so many different things, big and small that bring me joy. Beautiful. This came to me last night, or I thought of this last night, or I felt this last night. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to say it now, so I don't forget to later. (laughs) Ben, your superpower is your authenticity. And I have a sense that is fueled by your great love for people, but also a desire to make a difference. Does that ring true at all? Oh, for sure. Yeah. So thank you for saying that. I appreciate that. And I definitely received that. It definitely, it's a deep, deep care for people. I mean, I've always had that uh, most of my life. And so, uh, but now, you know, over the past four months, so I rebranded to the fear guy only four months ago. And since that time, like I've truly aligned to my powerful purpose. And it's crazy what has happened, you know, not only just like audience doubling impact, actually doing something you know there's of course a lot of like abundance and wealth coming with that but it's just man i lost my train of thought but (laughs) yes (laughs) but yeah so that was um for sure it rings home to me and i think we all have different like superpowers and someone Mm -hmm. else one time what was it it was on my old podcast i interviewed this awesome woman and she said your superpower is something similar to what you said like your superpower is that you make people feel loved and like special and cherished. Um, And I think that fuels, like it has the same root of actually like caring for people. And so again, it goes back to kind of what you said at the beginning of just being genuine and loving because like I freaking do, you know, it's like, I almost get like this video I'm posting later today. is just like, I just want to like jump through the screen and like lovingly shake slash hug slash just like look in this person's eyes and tell them how amazing they are because I truly believe that. And so that's part of my mission. And so fear holds us back. It's what's between from just loving ourselves, like the authentic real us. And so that really is part of my mission. People have such a, an ill relationship with fear because we avoid it and we think it's bad and we resist it. But the more you resist it, the further you are away from your calling or your purpose or the love of yourself or the love of others and living your highest self and just like thriving instead of surviving. And so that's why I'm so passionate about coaching and guiding like from fear to freedom because I've seen just some like miraculous transformations. I'm just like, holy hell, like (laughs) it's, I knew it was there, but once I started coaching people and like seeing results, like it is me and part of my gifts and I'll own that, but a lot of it isn't. It's coexisting with whatever I'm channeling, you know, God, universe, and these people coming to me, right? Is like, I don't run ads. A lot of the people that I coach, Like I'll tell people like, Hey, if you want to coach with me, come on over like in the DMS or whatever. But a lot of the people that I coach, 
like I don't speak to, like they just find me somehow, whether it's from TikTok, from Instagram, <laughs> then they set up a call. And so like the ease that it's happened with is pretty miraculous. And that has come from like aligning with purpose and love. Powerful. And it's true. I uh, participate in this summer festival in uh, North Carolina called the Wild Goose Festival. It's a progressive <laughs> arts justice uh-huh. type of festival. And uh, I curate what's called the Healing Arts Tent. So I get the privilege of uh, bringing in all these different people with different healing modalities. Awesome. You know, get to watch them, observe, witness, assist them doing their thing for the community. When I step foot on that dusty, dirty ground in Hot Springs, North Carolina, it's like you were saying about how you're coaching and all that just magically, if you want to use that word, came together. When I set my feet on that ground, that's what happens for me. Mm. You know, that is one of my supreme joys. I love that. Are you based in North Carolina? No, I'm actually in Ohio. Okay, that's what I thought. I was like, but you just go down there. I love it. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, We get about, I think last year we had a little over 5,000 people show. That's and, awesome. And uh, participate. So- I was in South Carolina. I, I lived there all of 2019. So I'm just looking at Google Maps right now. It's not that far from Asheville. So I, did, I went to Asheville. Oh, no, it's not. Quite a few times. Love it. Unfor- that makes Unf- sense. Yeah, it's, it, it's, it's a visceral, embodied release <laughs> expansion. I, I can't even describe it. Unfortunately, this year we had to uh, cancel it. It yeah. would have been our 10-year uh, Ten-year anniversary. Oh, dang! Next year will be more special. Yeah, absolutely. I've heard you say, "Lean into fear." Mm-hmm. You know, my body says yes. My spirit <laughs> says yes. <laughs> but what are you meaning? You know, what are <laughs> ways that people can that we all can lean into our fear? I love that. That's such a good question. Yeah. So it looks and feels different for everybody, but let's just use an example because a lot of people can relate to love, right? So Mm -hmm. a common scenario is, you know, you get your heart broken. And if that happens so many different times, you have different beliefs about men or women, there's no one good out there for me. And so you put up these walls and you put up these walls to keep you safe, right? Is because I don't want to get hurt again. And so that's what fear does, right? Like fear is a survival mechanism. It's meant to keep us safe and it does that very well, right? But too much so. And but like, especially nowadays, it's like we don't have like, nothing's really like threatening our immediate survival, right? And so that's what right. fear is meant to do is just keep us alive. So our brains are programmed to look for everything that's wrong with us or in everything that's wrong in the environment to protect us and to keep the world familiar. And so when you build these beliefs that, you know, like love is dangerous or love is chaotic or there's no one out there for me, your fear, right, is that I'll never be loved or I'm not good enough for love. And so you have these walls. And so that is fear and that's what's comfortable to you because that's what's familiar. Um, But so often what fear is actually doing it's preventing you from doing the thing that you actually want to happen 
So this is a huge, huge realization is what you're afraid of and the action you're taking from fear, how you're reacting to fear is actually doing the thing that you don't want it to do. So by putting up walls of love or around love around yourself, you're keeping out love. So if you build walls around you, you're not just keeping out disappointment or rejection, you're rejecting yourself and you're rejecting love, you're abandoning yourself, you're abandoning, abandoning the chance for love. And so leaning into fear looks like, shoot, like I might get disappointed. And it's not a might, like you are going to get disappointed. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah, even yeah. if like an absolute, like soulmate, whatever you want to call it type of thing, partnership, conscious, intentional, all the things like you're still going to get disappointed. And so it's leaning into that fear and that's how you get what you want. Because if you don't, that fear that you think is helping you, it's actually hurting you. And it's doing the thing that you're trying to avoid. And so you become more free by leaning into that. It sounds like something I've heard. Uh, uh, Melissa Gilbert, is that her name? Uh, Eat, pray, Elizabeth love. Gilbert. Elizabeth yeah. Gilbert. Um, Melissa Gilbert was on an old TV show. <laughs> <laughs> I was growing up. Uh, I think she was speaking about the ego mm. and, you know, not fighting the ego, um, yeah. not trying to kill the ego. Yeah. The ego has a place. Yes. So the ego gets to ride along in the car with her, yep. but it doesn't always get to choose a radio station. Yeah, that's in the book, Big Magic. So Big I, I Magic. Read- so I read that recently, like a couple of weeks ago. So that's the only reason I'll know that. <laughs> <laughs> it, from, from what I'm hearing, uh, you, you do read a lot. You do intake a lot of information. I do. That's funny that you say that. So I definitely consume less social media. I'm, actually, I'm not a big consumer of social media because I spend all my time engaging with people which i think is much more beneficial that doesn't mean i don't consume like i have favorite people that i like to consume so like the holistic psychologist she's awesome she's a wonderful human and friend and like brianna weist aaron rose and then also lacey phillips like to be magnetic so there's like a few people that i'll really you know kind of go through phases and same with podcasts like a couple of years ago i was really into like the masculine get shit done type of like podcasts and stuff like that. And then I evolved into like more spirituality and consciousness, but that's what I needed at that time to get me started, Mm -hmm. to get me motivated. And so I definitely like read a lot, listen to podcasts. I have crazy conversations. I mean, my coaching clients give me content for days just because they're, (laughs) because they're amazing humans. So I'm learning all the time. Like I'm definitely a growth junkie. I think I saw that within your podcast, Feeling Free, you're starting a new series. Yes. So I just barely started it. So as of this week that we are recording, so a couple of days ago, I released an episode. It's called the Sentimental Series. And the, so the M-E-N in the middle of sentimental to emphasize men. So it's the Sentimental Series. So it's yeah, just a mini series and we'll see how it works out. But so far, people have enjoyed it. Like they really like it. It's just to really emphasize conscious men because I get a lot of messages, comments, whatever about um, just being a male talking about the things that I talk about, whether it's emotions or love or all, whatever energy, like whatever you want to talk about it, spirituality, fear. There are men talking about it, but we just see there's a lot more women 
in the space. So for me, it's just coming together and having those uncomfortable and taboo conversations. And it was actually going to be before I knew that I was going to only talk about fear. This was going to be like an entire podcast of me just talking, you know, about kind of like conscious masculinity. I recorded a bunch of episodes for it. And then I put it to the side just because the whole fear thing and the feeling, feeling free thing just took off. But I decided, you know what, let's try it out and see how it's rolling. I have not listened to all of your podcasts. How dare I think you? We... <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. How, how dare you not read every word and every story I and know. every podcast? <laughs> Download every TikTok. <laughs> uh, you know, we have not spoken before. Maybe about a week and a half ago, I reached out to you, which was actually me leaning into a little fear. I love you know, it. And, and I was just going to say, right. I love how, like when we started this, uh, well, I'm curious to hear like where you're going with this. And I don't want you to forget about leaning into the fear. So keep going. So you're leaning into the fear. Leaned into the fear. I'm not afraid of people. Uh, <laughs> I talk to strangers. This wasn't always so, you know, I grew, I grew up in a, an alcoholic home. Mm. I grew up being abused by an uncle for quite a few years. I grew up with a a very angry father uh, who, uh, if if he just had a little, just that touch more of alcohol, he would become enraged. So my my survival strategy was to hide. Um, You know, it's totally, totally classic Enneagram 2. So in my beginning stages, I, I was very afraid of people. I was afraid of being seen, being known, you know, but after uh, many decades, you know, I'm quite a bit different. <laughs> like I said, I, I talk to strangers. I like to get to know people, especially people uh, that may happen to have a different background um, I'm just keenly interested in people and where am I going with this? <laughs> oh, but uh, so with the podcasting, uh, I started podcasting over 12 years ago. Wow. Yeah, I was an early adopter. My first podcast uh, was called Losing My Religion, and I had a blast with that. There's been this, uh, this undercurrent of sharing stories, you know, mm. from the very beginning. So a lot of people deconstructing, some reconstructing, but just sharing the stories. Uh, That lasted a while. Then I was co-host on another show, started another show and so forth. And all of that um, has led to uh, this, you know, the Amazing Humans Being show. If you look at me, observe me or know me, I am a people person. I just love people. I love being around people. I love getting to know people. Um, At the festival, um, well, this is true in my life, not just the festival, but I'm known for my hugs. I've had some people tell me, you know, that is your true spiritual gift, right? <laughs> yeah, but that's, that's, that's important. That's cool. But leaning, you know, here's where I was going. Thank you. Leaning into the fear a little bit to even ask you. If you would have said no, or if you would have not responded at all, that would have been just fine. I would not have felt this personal whatever. 
I'm restarting my podcast or my podcast. So there's a little bit of uh, tentativeness or whatever, but I'm like, yeah. no, just, just <laughs> ask. <laughs> and you have a couple of answers ahead of you, you know? Well, there you Both go. Answers. No, that's awesome. Right. And, and that's for you just to ask. Right. And like you said, like we truly believe that like what people do or say is about us it's not like it really is and so yeah like ask i mean i can't tell you how many times that i haven't been responded to numerous occasions for my podcast and or people saying they're going to do it but you never do it you know but the times that i have like connected with people it's been amazing and it's been worth it and it's had a purpose and a place in my life so just ask yeah and and thank you you're welcome. I don't know if I actually thanked you, but thank you. <laughs> now, you were uh, kind enough to uh, say you would uh, listen to a couple questions from uh, my community. Yeah, I love these questions, by the way. The first person asking a question uh, wanted to remain anonymous. They ask, how would you counsel someone who endured years of emotional abuse from their spouse where phrases like you're not good enough and you can't do it were common. How does someone coming from that environment overcome their fear of launching the business ideas they had at the time? Yeah. I love this question. Anonymous, like whoever you are, I just want to tell you like, this is extremely brave to ask this question, even though you're anonymous, like just like what Narb was just talking about just you writing this question or putting it out into the ether is an act of courage. So I like, I for real commend you and acknowledge for asking it. Um, the first thing that I'll say is it's what we just mentioned a f- couple minutes ago is about what they're saying. Anytime someone says you're not good enough or you can't do it, it's revealing of their own beliefs inside them. So this happens a lot with family, especially it or close friends like they tell you that you can't do something, but it's only revealing how they feel and what their beliefs are. So their doubt is just because they're doubting themselves. And so the phrase, you know, misery loves company. I don't use that a lot, but just to give it context of, it's just a natural state that humans kind of go there. And so that's why that person most, like they didn't feel good about themselves. Like if someone is insecure they're going to tell someone else what their beliefs are just because they're going to try again, going back to fear. It's a confirmation bias to make sure that they're not the only one. It's just, it's science, it's psychology, a bunch of fun things, (laughs) but just all of that to say, it's not you, but the thing of how to overcome that fear of launching the business is one. I would ask yourself, how much joy you're willing to lose by not doing it. So instead, instead of thinking like, okay, how am I going to do this? I would switch the question around and say, how can I not do this? And so think about the outcome or the other outcome of like, literally like what happens if you don't do this? So you feel you're going to feel regret, right? You're going to be pissed off. What resentment, whatever it is. And so the most, so I like to switch the questions around instead of, oh my gosh, like what's the worst case scenario that's going to happen if I do this? It's like, what if you don't do it? What's not going to happen? 
the worst thing that's going to happen is that your life stays the same or the best thing that's going to happen if you don't do it is your life stays the same. So the best case scenario, if you don't do it, your life stays the same, but more than likely it sometimes gets worse. And so the only way that you can know is take that chance, but it might be so deep within you that you have to remove those beliefs. Um, and so you just have to know that it's not true. And that's easy for me to say, um, but this is what I coach clients on every single day to know that all these beliefs of you're not good enough and you can't do it. It's so deep within you. And so you have to remove that belief. And the easiest way to do that is just to know that that's not true. Like fundamentally and foundationally, there's like, you are definitely like the phrase you're not good enough is absolutely not true. So once we bring that into our awareness, it's like, Oh, like that's completely not true. So there are some things deeper, right. That I work with people like specifically for them, but as a blanket statement, I think that can help anonymous and I love you. Thank you. Thank you. Now the next question is from uh, my friend, Jonathan is with my wife having several health issues, I think my anxiety over catching COVID has ramped up tenfold. Now that her health is doing better, I am noticing that I'm feeling better overall with less anxiety, but I still have moments here and there where a cough or an ache can push me down an anxiety-filled rabbit hole Mm -hmm. that I might get sick and in turn get my wife or kids sick. What are some ways to avoid heading down the anxiety trips and or avoiding them altogether? Yeah. So, I mean, this is another like fantastic question, Jonathan, like, thank you for this. Um, A lot of people are feeling this. So the first thing I'll say is like, it's okay that you're feeling this. This is truly from this virus of how, like, obviously it's real. It's a real virus, but the way that the media is portraying it from my standpoint is it's just feeding off of fear. And so why I say this is like, it's completely normal to feel fear. Like I felt it, you know, and there's so many different emotions. There's so many people who are lonely. There's so many people who are like depressed, like, especially now, like social distancing and like, so there's just more and more of that coming up. So I say that just to know that it's okay to feel it. Like fears an emotion that you feel just like sadness, happiness, excitement. So some tips that I would give you, I wouldn't say avoid it um, because what that does is you resist it. And and then if you don't resist it, you kind of beat yourself up for it. I actually did um, an Instagram or an IGTV live and it's going to turn into a podcast and I'll suggest that you listen to this. It's called the um, dealing with the fear of COVID. But I think it's it's best for any type of chaotic situation or any type of panic, whether that's global, you know, micro, macro, whatever. And one of the things I talk about in there is your imagination can be used to worry or can be used to dream. So the worry, right, is robbing you of this moment. It doesn't mean it's a bad thing, right? Again, it's okay to feel like fear is literally like it's trying to keep you safe by like anxiety is trying to keep you safe. I know that sounds weird and doesn't feel like that, but it's, it's trying to keep you safe of, Hey, don't get sick. Don't get sick. Don't get sick. 
um, because you're worried about, you know, the health of your wife and family. So, but the opposite of that is how can you change or shift your perspective from um, like a sickness, like don't get sick mentality to like a healthy mentality. And so part of that is gratitude um, because worry is robbing you of this moment and the future moment. So one way to stay in the present moment is gratitude, like appreciating your, you know, your wife and your family and like your health because you're, it sounds like you're not sick right now. And so worrying about getting sick is ruining the present moment and also increasing your chance of getting sick. So back to the point of your imagination can be used to worry or dream. We are all delusional. Why I say that is because that scenario that you're worried about your kids and wife getting sick hasn't happened. So hear this. It hasn't happened. Like what you're worrying about and dreaming up and imagining that worst case scenario hasn't happened but that best case scenario hasn't happened yet either where you guys are healthy and thriving. So, and even if it doesn't happen, it's like, Hey, at least you're focusing on the best case scenario. And that doesn't rob you of the present moment of worry and overwhelming, you know, overwhelming anxiety. So picture this in your head, like the worst case scenario versus the best case scenario. They're both delusional. They haven't happened. It's okay. We're all delusional. So you just get to pick which one that you want to believe in. And so for me, I know which one that I'm picking because I know which one that feels better. And I believe in manifestation and like um, I attract how I act and like what's in my mind and beliefs and, you know, perception is reality. So if someone tells you, oh, Ben, or someone tells me, Ben, you're completely being unrealistic by telling people this. I'm like, well, technically it's all unrealistic. The worst case scenario and the best case scenario haven't happened. Which one would you rather focus on a call and, you know, bring into your reality. So there you go, Jonathan, J dog, J money. Hope that helps. He <laughs> <laughs> will love that. Uh, the third question is from uh, a dear friend, Andrew. I recently was attacked by a German shepherd. I was leaning down to pet the dog while he was facing away from me. And the next thing I knew it had my chin in its jaws and then went for my leg. I feel there was a lesson in boundaries and caution for me. And now I feel how the traumatic nature of the experience allows fear to rise up within me at times when around other dogs. My inclusive loving nature allows me to cast aside the fear. However, I'm learning that transcending the fear also includes and acknowledges the fear as an ally a reminder to be cautious and less assuming when it comes to another's desire for affection, whether that be an animal or another human being. I'd love to hear your perspective on how caution and boundaries relate to fear and how we can integrate them. Yeah, Andrew, this is a fantastic question. Definitely eloquent group of peeps up in here. And I want to give props to Andrew because it seems like you're already down what I would say, you know, quote unquote, the right path or because you said fear is an ally and that that puts you leaps ahead of most of humanity because we view it as an enemy instead of an ally. And so it sounds like you're already moving past like one instance, like one traumatic instance, but that's what fear is. And that's what trauma is, right? Big or small or anywhere in between is that we have this one traumatic event and then it affects us for the rest of our lives. I just want to give like props for like realizing that. And it seems like you're already like not necessarily 
like letting it rule you, which I think is really cool. So my perspective on how caution and boundaries relate to fear and how we can integrate them, we've talked about it a little bit about how fear is meant to keep you alive. So obviously if there's like a barking dog behind a fence and it's like drooling and snarling, you're not going to go up to the fence, right? And so that's an appropriate amount of caution, you know, and then boundaries. And I'm not sure if like the boundaries, like with the dog, right? I guess like he was facing away from you. And so I guess that's, that's a lesson, right? And just because one dog bites you doesn't mean all dogs are bad. And it's the same thing with the whole, what we talked about love and relationships about just because you got your heart broken once doesn't mean that everyone's going to do that to you more that often than not, we're the ones self-sabotaging ourselves. So the boundaries, I wish Andrew was here so I could ask more about like the boundaries question, but that to me more is just realizing an appropriate amount of fear to keep you alive versus like knowing, okay, this is just like feeling. So when you feel the fear, just feel it like it's okay. Right. And it sounds like you already know that instead of just resisting it or how you said, like cast aside the fear, but notice it, acknowledge it. And that's part of the boundaries too. Of I've heard some people talk about emotions and I'd relate the same thing to fear is like, if it knocks on your door, you open the door, you acknowledge it friendly, like with a friendly manner, but you don't like invite it in. Right. So it's kind of just like, Hey, like, I appreciate it. You know, I acknowledge you, you're here. Thank you for your services. Good. Have a good day. And it's kind of what you talked about, about the Elizabeth Gilbert situation, about how like fears in the car, but it's not driving. Um, you know, it's not touching the radio. It's not looking at the map, but it can be in the car and scream and we acknowledge it. We feel it. We know it's there and and it has a purpose and it's not wrong or bad and it is an ally, but it's not the main driver. And if you use that, if you can acknowledge that you can move forward and lean into that better. I hope that helps (laughs) because there's a lot of stuff in there. It seems like you are transmuting fear or you're transmuting the experience of fear Hmm. for so many of us we run from fear we ignore fear we Mm -hmm. deny fear (laughs) we even had you know for so many years people saying well motivational speakers fear is false evidence appearing real yeah people still say that yeah never got into it never got into it (laughs) You have the freedom school mm-hmm. and, you know, these, these beautiful answers, these uh, heart opening answers that you've given, I bet you go deeper into things like this at the school. Yeah. So I know you joined. Thank you for that, Sarah. So yeah, there's to- there's so many recorded calls. So we do weekly workshops. It's like a group coaching um, atmosphere. So every month we'll do like a Q&A where we all get on a video call and we kind of talk about life and feelings and people ask me questions or people give other advice, like guidance. It's really, it's such a like loving heart centered growth minded community. So there's so many different lessons that we have in there because we've been meeting weekly. So like this past week, we had a really cool workshop from an expert. She called it high performance productivity, but it was changing Mm -hmm. your relationship with like productivity, like task management versus energy management and you know like just getting stuff done doesn't make you more valuable as a human so it 
kind of like what you're talking about, like the classic motivational speech stuff is we're going beyond that. And it's definitely more heart centered and heart focused of, okay, yes, we want to be productive. Of course, like we're all, my community is like mostly high achievers and like big dreams and big doers and big feelers. And we want to thrive and kick ass. So changing that relationship instead of like checking things off makes you valuable. It's just a really cool conversation. I enjoyed it of just changing a relationship like with productivity and like really it's about alignment and fulfillment and not just being a productive, like just checking things off a list. And so that's just like one example we've talked about like how to overcome, like, cause it's people ask experts the questions, um, whether it's me or different people. So it's me and an expert or just me like about shame, like within sex and love, I've taught how to like write powerful affirmations. We've had an expert teach about how to find like your purpose. So they're definitely like different. It's kind of how I view the layer is like social media is at the very top of the funnel, right? Cause it's the widest and easiest to kind of like comprehend and understand. Mm-hmm. Then you have the podcast cause it goes deeper Then below that's like the freedom school. Cause it's like a personal podcast for you that you get to participate in. And then of course, like you have personal coaching and retreats, like really, really get deep and personal. So it just depends you know, I honor where everyone's at. So, but to answer your question simply, yes, we go, we go deeper to cover that. <laughs> I've, uh, I've uh, dug around a little bit, put my uh, toe into the water. Now, when people do sign up for the Freedom School, they do have access to not just your weekly call, but recordings of past. Yep. So yeah, okay. so you have an entire library of all the calls that we've already had. Good. I thought so. I just wanted to clarify mm-hmm. that. Now there's just one more topic and I will try to be quick. I know we have about 14 minutes here, <laughs> largely due to uh, some technical difficulties with That's my computer. One thing I've noticed you saying is that we need to either learn or relearn how to feel. Yeah. What is, what do you, what is the importance of that? I love that. Yes. Good, sir. I love your intuitiveness and inquisitiveness, like with these questions. So for me, this is like, from my personal experience, I'm definitely someone who's just always tried to stay positive and shut the door on any other feeling that wasn't positive or quote unquote, a good feeling. Yeah. Um, and so for me, learning how to feel like no one teaches us how to feel. I mean, I guess there's a wrong way, right? Which is actually I wouldn't say wrong. I would say like less beneficial <laughs> so <laughs> or less ideal because if you resist, same thing with fear, anything, res- anything you resist persists. And yeah. so it does the opposite of what you want it to, right? So the, I, the earlier I said the thing about love of like avoiding fear, denying fear only keeps that going and it keeps you away from the thing that you desire. Same thing with feeling emotions. You want that thing to go away. The best answer is to lean into it again, to listen to it, to love it, to hear it and to feel it. And so one example that I gave is a few months ago, I don't have a permanent dwelling. So I went out to LA and I had this amazing like guest house by the beach and the grass though in this, in this backyard was like more rough. And I spent the past couple months like working out outside because all the gyms were closed and I absolutely loved it. And I was like bare feet in the grass in the sun. So I went outside to like, you know, work out without my shoes. And the first thing I noticed is like, ah, like this grass is really rough. And I was like, oh man, like I'm going to go get my shoes. So I went inside to get my shoes and I was like, oh wait, remember 
I'll give the book reference that I'm that inspired me to do this after. But this book inspired me. Oh wait, like no, like it's not about like resisting this feeling. It's like what do we do when it rains? We get in an umbrella, right? What happens when it's super super hot? We go inside or we go in shade. Um, when it's breezy, we get you know we get a jacket. Essentially, like yeah. we're just trained to avoid and to like dismiss everything. And of course, it's like you just. Like if you're in a suit, you know, going from meeting to meeting, I get it. Like, you know, have an umbrella, but at the same time you can relate it to just like not feeling feelings. And so what I did is I went back outside without my shoes and I was just very intentional about feeling the coarseness and the roughness of the grass. And so I just like actually like felt it. I was like present. I wasn't trying to go like, oh, this is rough. Let me avoid this. I don't want to feel this anymore. It was like, let me feel the roughness how does this grass course feel on my feet? And it was a very like emotional, spiritual experience for me. And then the next day, funnily enough, that grass wasn't rough anymore. <laughs> uh, and so I just relate that to emotions with, if you just feel it in like in a loving way. So like one of my affirmations and mantras that I use is I feel and honor my emotions with love and acceptance just because I'm still learning how to feel. And so, but that's just a really good example of um, the answer is to lean into it again. And that book that inspired me is When Things Fall Apart by Pema Chodron. Uh, That book is one of my favorite books of all time. Which I'm actually uh, not reading, but I uh, got that from uh, Audible a couple weeks ago. Yep. That's, I listened to it too. It's, yeah, I love it. I'll be very brief, but the reason I called this up a personal question was earlier in the year I had an accident and I broke my uh, tibia Mm -hmm. and didn't even know it was broken until a month after the fact that happened right before COVID and quarantine and everything else. And I found myself in a situation where I was overwhelmed with anxiety. Mm. I could feel nothing but it. I was traumatized physically, uh, emotionally, I would even say spiritually. Yeah, a pastor acknowledging that. Mm. (laughs) But I'm healing. I'm still in physical therapy. I'm doing my podcast. I'm I'm becoming me again. Uh, I really, uh, I shut down. Mm. And... um, but looking back on it, the the worst part of it was not feeling at least mm. anything but the anxiety. Yeah. And at some point, I uh, heard, whether in my mind or in my spirit, shaman, heal thyself. I'm like, shit, that's what shamans do, huh? <laughs> <laughs> and And it's been a progress. And... But yeah, the, the importance of feeling, you know, is it's, it, it's, it's crucial. Yeah. I love that. Thanks for sharing that. You know, and it's, of course that it's not like, that doesn't like suck. Right. Of course that's like not, that's not fun, but it's taking like, just, just acknowledging like the suckiness, you know, it's like, yeah, like this kind of sucks or this really sucks. And like just moving through that and, and it's, it's okay to live in, like multiple truths, like you can live in anxiety, but you can still like find a way to like prioritize your joy. Like just, you know, like I mentioned. Greatest gift I received out of the whole thing. Cause I was literally on my back for weeks 
and then in a locker and you know all this stuff was support and love came pouring in from some that i anticipated would and many who i had no clue mm. and that was one of the beautiful gifts i love that what else what, what was something else that you learned during that time that you wouldn't have otherwise part of it is that i'm always taken care of my needs always will be met uh if you would have looked at my bank account the week that it happened yeah i probably wouldn't be able to pay rent you know the next month and I've, I'm still out of work. If I'm open to receiving, you know, that's, that's the biggest thing there. That's one of the greatest gifts. I'm the giver. I'm the helper. Mm-hmm. I'm the, the one caring and so forth. I had to learn to receive with as much grace as I give. Mm, I love that. That's powerful. And I'm with you on that one because I am a three, two. On the Enneagram. Okay. I'm a, I'm a two, three. <laughs> hey, there you go. <laughs> I will make sure to put all your contact information in the notes of the podcast. Awesome. So people will, will have a way of uh, finding you. Did you have time to do maybe about a two minute meditation? Yeah, let's do it. I was actually thinking of you leading that. Oh, me. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> I was waiting. I was like, all right, what are we doing here? <laughs> yeah, this is cool. So I've only done, this is fun that you asked. I've only done one before. Did you I see that, that one by chance? Okay, that's, I saw so that. maybe you asked. <laughs> that's why I asked. Yeah, for sure. So I didn't expect that. So I'm just going to breathe. And I invite just everyone else to breathe. And the important thing about breathing is that it's not right or wrong. Like how deep your breaths are, how shallow your breaths are. Just actually like feel it. Like feel like when you breathe in, feel like your lungs expanding. Like actually feel it. Just don't do it to breathe like in any other meditation. Like feel your rib cage expand, your chest expand, your lungs. Like feel the air, feel like the expansion. When you breathe in and out. And I just hope that everyone, just everyone that is breathing and is like focused on your heart, I just hope you know and feel, not just from me to you, but from you to you, that you feel just like that that feeling that you feel that it's, it's love. And I hope you know that it's there all the time. Um, it may not feel like it, it may feel far away, but I know you feel it from this podcast, from this conversation, from our energy, from breathing in, from closing your eyes, from fo- from focusing, from centering. You have that love from like within you all the time. There's nothing that you can't do to get rid of it you're you are worthy and deserving of all of the love you are inherently divine and worth and lovable and so i want you to feel that right now as you breathe 
like appreciation for your breath because that breath is a sign that you're alive, that you have this unique human experience. And that's amazing. And that's beautiful. And I know it's not exactly fun, but those not so fun times are amazing. And to even love those things, to accept those things, to love and to feel all of that in its full capacity is part of our human experience. And so when you feel that love, just feel it like deeply within you, like know it, like it's a knowing, it's not something that you can just think, but actually know it. And it's so hard to even describe love, like we can't, but you feel it and you know it. And deep down, I know that you know it. And so from me to you, I love you. I believe in you. Boom. There you go. Thank you. Mm -hmm. We have time for one quick question. I love it. That was fun. Thanks for allowing me to do that. That gets me practice because I want to do more of those. Yeah, I was, uh, I felt when I viewed it, I participated and I felt it. That's why I wanted you to uh, share that with my people. Ben Harris, what do you love about yourself? (laughs) Oh man, I love that. Is this a question you ask at the end of each one? It has become that because it's cool. a question I ask in relationships. I like it. Yeah, you definitely, this is a fantastic question. Hmm. I'm actually like, I want to sit on this and not just like respond. Um, like, cause I think it's easy. Cause like, I do really just like, I wouldn't kind of what we just talked about, like the love, like I just know it. Like, so it's like, I do just know it. Right. And I can't, so I'm going to like say like my physical human experience, what I love about myself, but going back to the very beginning of what we talked about being like fractals of God, Mm -hmm. um, that is like, that's, that's why we're love. And like, there needs to be no justification. And so I just feel that. And I know that. So, um, the first part of the answer is like, that's what I love about myself is that just like, I'm here and, like I am part of this collective um, past, future, present, you know? Um, And so for me, that's just like, it's, it's, it just is. And it just is now. But as far as me as a human, like I love, and this is a great question because it's like owning your greatness. And I think like not playing small and like encouraging and inspiring others to do the same. Like, I love how many chances that I've taken in my life of like believing in myself. I think my belief in myself, actually, I don't think I know that the belief in myself is a superpower. Like I've taken some gnarly chances and it's been so fun. <laughs> it's like also gnarly. been, yeah, it, it's been terrifying. It's so many different things, but it's always panned out as far as like giving me the lessons that I needed to, you know, prepare me for what I'm doing and what I'll continue to do. And I also love that how much I love for sure mm. is like, I am a, like, I love you so freaking hard. <laughs> you know, it's like in any circumstance and um, in my, uh, in my romantic sphere or romantic experience that has scared women. And it's mm. like, I still even love them, even though like it's, you know, my light shining on like the dark places or makes them uncomfortable or all those different things. But um, like, I, I'm not going to 
I'll never change that because I love it. And so um, that, because it is kind of, I guess just like what, how you introduced me, right? Of it's like, well, like, is this real? Like, yeah, it's super real. So I love how much I, I love how much I love. There you go. And that's I what love I love it. about myself. <laughs> I love it. Well, Ben, uh, thank you for being on the show. More thank you for this conversation. I love you and I believe in you. Uh, I'm also very glad that you exist, <laughs> yes, which is a common phrase among us, and that you chose to incarnate during my timeline. <laughs> yes, I love that. Thank you. I totally received that and like I reciprocate that back to you. And I, I like that you chose to incarnate my time. But that's like freaking true. Um, it is. I've, I feel that. Um, like I'm super stoked to be alive during this time. Like that's another cool way to look at the whole pandemic or any world chaos is like you get to be alive during this historical moment and so like to pay attention to it and to be present of it is cool so it's and you can turn that um pain into purpose or whatever you can use you can use it to motivate i mean there's so many people different people and i know that this has been such a great thing yes also painful and yes also a great thing so Yep, I'm happy to be here. Nice. Well, hopefully uh, one day we'll have you back. How's that? I love it. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. This yeah. is awesome. I appreciate the questions and the love and just the the intention and being in the present moment. Uh, I appreciate that for sure. It was it was awesome. Thank you for real. Thank you. <laughs>